Today on Jesus Center Stage, haircuts, good or bad, the relevance of the word, knowing God, and a man and a woman. All right, so we're here today in the podcast room for episode two of Jesus Center Stage. Uh, I'm sitting across the table from my wife, Elsie. I'm Shane, and uh, I'm sitting here with a new haircut, which Elsie does not care for. It's terrible. I hate when you get a haircut. It's not uh, It's not the haircut. It's just any ha- time I get my haircut, she uh, seems to disapprove for some reason. I've always disliked it. When you can tell when a guy gets a haircut, it's not okay. Like, they should just get a trim and not, like, cut it all off. Well, the good news is I am currently growing it back out. So in no time (laughs) flat, it will be, uh, you won't even know it. I guess I'll just have to appreciate your glasses until your hair looks good again. Oh, we're going to go there with my poor eye vision. Okay, well, (laughs) that sounds like a perfect perfect place to switch gears and uh, talk a little bit about today's podcast. One thing uh, we started in our church over the weekend was a Bring Your Bibles uh, to Church. Um, One was called that a challenge. Challenge. We called it a Berean challenge from Acts 17, where it's one of Paul's uh, missionary journeys. And he went to several different places. And in Acts 17, uh, I think it's verse 11, there's this place that he went to, Berea. And the Bible calls them more noble. Because not only did they listen to Paul, but they searched the scriptures for the things that he said to see if it was true or not. So we kind of called our our Bible challenge Berean challenge because we can come to church and we can sit there and we can listen. But do we connect it to the word of God? Do we search the word of God and, and know that? It's not just something that we can hear or study on Sundays, but it's something that we have access to every day of the week. Yeah, and it it's something we can always grow in, always learn in. Uh, you know, it's living. Yeah, it is a living word, and you know, as as we you know just live our our lives day to day, uh, we often encounter uh, people who who try to quote quote scriptures. Um, and and miss you know misquote them that uh, we, well, there's we... always those those cliches that people like to say mm-hmm. that's in the Bible. And what's great is when some of them aren't actually even in the Bible. Yes, like the Lord moves in mysterious ways. No, it's not actually in there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we hear a lot of those things, and and just because somebody read it on Facebook or uh, they've heard a saying and it has something to PSA, do. PSA, not everything on Facebook is true. Is that right? Yes. Well, I'm going to have to go rethink all my thinking here. Um, no, but, uh, you know, just cause they've seen it or heard it and it has something to do with God, they think that it must be in the Bible. Uh, so, uh, we just really wanted to issue that challenge within our church to bring your Bibles to church. And when the scriptures are read, you know, ha- have your Bible in your hand and, and see it yourself. And uh, so that's led us here to the to the relevance of the Bible and, and the part that it plays. Everything that we do on the podcast and in our lives uh, living, uh, which is kind of what the topic is here, is going to be aligned with this with this word and with the bible so 
uh, knowing the relevance of it and what it means to us is uh, is so important for us and just for this world. A lot of people say that it's not practical. Like, what can an old book do or what can it teach me or how can it help me today? Like, how is it relevant to oh, yeah. me today? But if you if you take a moment or two to to really dig into it, there's there's like a never ending supply of practical things, not just yeah. spiritual. I mean, that's full of the spiritual, but there's also practical things. I mean, like think about the Book of James; it's full of practical Christianity. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and one it it gets me a lot. I, I don't know whether to say it, I find it funny or it aggravates me. Is uh, you hear or I've heard on several occasions, I should say. People say, well, the Bible, you know, well, they didn't have cars when the Bible was written. So, you know, we face different challenges or they didn't have cell phones when the Bible was written and or TVs or, you know, so. And they try to discredit the whole Bible simply based off of the amenities that they had and all that. If they read it, though, they would find verses like in John, um, in First John, where it says, love not the world, neither the things of the world. And it talks about it addresses things like. What you watch on TV. I mean, it doesn't say TV in it. Mm-hmm. But, but what, what, you're, what you're putting into your mind. Right. What you're, what you're letting your eyes watch and, and uh, you know, just those kinds of things. But, you know, that's, a, that's something that, that we hear is, well, you know, they didn't have these things at, at, uh, at that time. So you discredit the whole Bible based on, you know, the things that they had. But the thing that you would see as you read the word the word is the the bible isn't about our tv uh it isn't even about our society it isn't even about me it's not about elsie and it's not about you our listener but it's it's about god and it's and you know as we've i've heard uh numerous times uh it's old testament that that jesus is coming uh gospels jesus is here and then the after uh, John into the book of Acts is Jesus is coming back. And that's where the whole Bible, uh, you know, kind of sum it up in those three things. And yes, that was our uh, puppy that might have heard in the background. He was guarding the door for us. So he thinks he's so important. He does. But uh, anyways, back to the topic area. Simply to put it, the the Bible is just not about us. Not. Not at all, not about the things that we have. It's been the same, and it's been just as relevant from the time it was written until today. I think it's safe to say that one of its main purposes is for us to get to know God. The more Absolutely. that we read, the more that we discover in this in this book is more about Him. And like Paul wrote about knowing the mystery of Christ and the fullness of God— knowing the Bible, knowing the Word of God is one of the fundamental things yeah, yeah. to knowing God Himself. Yeah, it, Like, it how is. do we know what He wants or how do we know how He thinks if we don't spend time in the book He wrote? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said, one of the, one of the most important things of the Bible, I think that that is basically what the Bible is. Uh, uh, it, it, and it's to help us to know God. And as we talk about living our day-to-day lives, and I mean, how would we ever know how to live? How would we ever know uh, how much He loved us, and how would we ever know, uh, you know, what what we can do to serve Him 
if not for his well, word. We wouldn't even know about salvation. We wouldn't even have hope no. if it wasn't no. for his word. We would uh, we'd still be a, a world that's that's lost um, for sure. And but you know I guess that could lead us right into uh, society today and just overall not knowing the word of God. Uh, I I feel like you know maybe older generations. Um, you know, knew the word more, and more, uh, more of them knew the word. Uh, but I, th- I think especially the younger generations that we have now uh, have very little understanding and very little experience in the word uh, of God, and it really shows in a lot of ways. Well, sometimes I think that it can be a deterrent to to try to understand the word, and you read it, and you get bogged down because you can't understand what you're reading or you get you just get bored and I know that sounds terrible but if you're reading the word and it's not making sense to you then Mm. you're going to lose interest in it and I think a lot of the time we think that we have to read a certain version or we have to read a certain amount of chapters or we have to or we can't read a certain version well there's that too (laughs) (laughs) let's not get into that um or we have to read a certain amount of uh, chapters, and if we don't understand it just at face value, then it's just, you know. But if we really have a desire to understand it, then look up the word that doesn't make sense. You know, yeah, look, look exactly. up the definition of the word. Some some verses that even you might be very well known, you, you might know them really well. Mm-hmm. If you if you start digging into the actual definitions of the word and it brings a whole new understanding of what it means and what he's talking about. And and two, we're talking about reading the Bible for ourselves. There's there's some very well known verses that until I read them in the Bible, I had them wrong simply because when I had heard them repeated in church, even from the pulpit, they were spoken wrong. They was broken one word in front of the other, or, or just you know several words added yeah. or something, and uh, and then you read it and think, well, that's not what that preacher had said. Uh, so well, it's easy because we're humans to make that mistake. Yeah, I'm, you know me, I'm always mixing together two verses. Like, where does the Bible say? And it's two verses in completely different books. Yeah, or I mix up stories or whatever. Um, so it's easy for us to get to get it wrong without meaning to. And mm-hmm. that comes back to the importance of staying in it. Because yeah. the more we stay in it, the more familiar we'll be with it. And the more correctly we'll use it. Um, I had picked out this verse um, in Second Timothy. It says, study and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. That, I think, is so important, and and we can't yeah. do that unless we know it. Yeah. We can't accurately it. deliver it. We can't, we can't skillfully teach it to somebody. We can't be effective in sharing it with someone if we're not familiar with mm-hmm. it, if we don't know it. And that puts a lot of accountability on us if we share something and say the Bible says... This, God this, works this, in mysterious ways. And it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> exactly. say that. Um, then what have we told somebody? Yeah. Exactly. And I don't I don't I think this verse the verses in Matthew, I think it is that, that Jesus talks about adding to or taking away. 
from the word of God, that's a serious offense. And sometimes I think we can do that without realizing it. But again, Mm -hmm. that should stress our importance and our desire of wanting to know what it says so we get it right. Yeah. And if you look at, uh, I mean, you can go online and look at some of the polls that have been done over, over the, you know, the past 10 or 20 years. And, and even though the Bible is, you know, the number one selling book in history and continues year after year, uh, to, to be, uh, number one, as far as I, as what I've seen, uh, we can also look at the polls and see that fewer and fewer people own Bibles now. Uh, that means there's fewer homes that have a Bible in it. There's fewer uh, homes that have the Word of God in it, and, uh, and and we we can see the effects of that. And it's just people have have lost uh, that that reverence for God, but lost what the relevance of having the the living, breathing Scripture and and the Word of God in their homes. And uh, I know you deal with with uh or i shouldn't say deal with you lead our youth uh, at at church and and you've seen the challenges that come uh with keeping these these young people involved uh but we've also seen how many of them are only getting uh, a glimpse at the word of god when they're at church uh when, when they're at home and when they're at school it's 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 void it's not and there. you can tell you can tell the difference between the ones who have that desire to read. We've got some that read on their own and have disciplined themselves. Um, I was talking to one Sunday, and he was telling me he's already in the Book of Revelation, and yeah. that he skipped. He accidentally missed a night of his nightly reading, and he said he got so upset at himself that the next night he read two extra chapters. Like he caught up, read that night, and two more to yeah. to make up for that. And, and that's and that Berean that, that that Berean mindset of yeah. Let me see it for myself, and mm-hmm. you can see a difference in the growth of the ones who only get it on Sunday and the ones who are reading it daily there's there's something different in their in their mindset there's something different in their spiritual set that they're just there's just you can tell there's a difference in them because of the amount of time they spend in the word let's just take the take uh, i mean we're talking to the bible of course but we'll take it and put into a whole other context that that there's things in, in this world we know that people get addicted to whether it be drugs whether it be mm-hmm. alcohol whether it be our phones uh you know facebook. it could be facebook tv shows but there's things we get addicted to and why do we get addicted is because day after day after day we we soak those things in mm-hmm. and then we soak in the bible uh 2 hours on sunday morning and 2 hours on sunday evening and then wonder why we're not you know why going we're not deeper growing. yeah but but when when we start putting it in there day in and day out like uh, your youth you're talking about, then then you know, I don't know if that's a good word to use, but I, I think it's fine, an addiction. You start developing that addiction that when you win a day without it, it bothers you. You want more of it. Yeah, and and, and, and that's what it takes to, to get that that addictive feeling, as, as the Bible says, diligent, to okay. seek seeking diligently. Well, that verse I read, study. Yeah. That's not just, oh, here, let me read the verse of the day on the Bible app. And I've Mm -hmm. got enough of God's word today. No, you need to study and meditate. Um, Like it says in Psalm, to 
to the delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on his word day and night. That's not a passing, oh, I went to church on Sunday morning. That's mm-hmm. a that's a constant mindset of what can I learn or what can I get from his word today. And even in those moments when you're when you may not have the Bible open on your lap, but be thinking about the last thing you read or be thinking about something in his word a principle of a verse a word a promise you know yeah it's always there you you the the what's in that word will affect you in ways that you don't realize it affects you uh and and at times when you don't you don't uh know that it's going to well david called it a lamp yeah that's a lamp into my feet and Mm -hmm. a light into my path so even But again, that comes back to you have to know what it is first. And like Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit would bring things to our remembrance and teach us things. But he can't bring to our remembrance what we haven't put in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, in Romans uh, chapter 10, it tells us that faith comes by hearing. And, And you think it. It, it, what does it do for me? It builds my faith uh, by hearing it, by by speaking it, by reading it. Uh, all things uh, that we do to insert the the word in this Bible into our lives builds our faith. And and uh, the Bible also tells us that without faith, it's impossible it's to please what God. I was just thinking. Yeah. So it, it when it comes to that, we then we can see the reverence it is in our lives. And, and you think of, of the world that's around us and, and you know, talking about how, how there's a lack of just of, of knowledge of God's word. And then you think that it is impossible to please God without faith. And then the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the word. Uh, and you start tying that in together and, and it just it continues to stack on top of one another that importance of, of having God's word in our lives. Well, it's kind of, it's the foundation. It is. It comes back to, because it, it comes back to your relationship with him. How, how, do, how do you know him? Well, you know mm-hmm. him through his word. How do you live for him? What his word says. You know, even practical Christianity that we, took, we talked about earlier, like in James and Proverbs and stuff, it all comes back to knowing his word. Absolutely. How am I supposed to act in this situation? Well, what does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in John chapter 1, uh, that's that familiar verse is there with, for many of us, is, is that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it, when, when we look at that, and we, it just it opens up to, when I know this Word, I know Him, mm-hmm. because the Word was Him. The Word was with Him, and it was there from the beginning. Uh, and, the, and then, of course, it goes on and later in that chapter, and we see that the Word became flesh. And, and now we're, we're piecing these things together that without, without reading more than just, like you said, the verse of the day or that thing that somebody made a meme on Facebook of. But when we start to read and we start putting verses with verses and chapters with chapters, mm-hmm. then we start seeing a, a web of, of scriptures come together that form the the picture of God, that form that, that image we find of, his of a living God, yeah. We find his attributes, we find his his will, we find the way he thinks and what he wants for us, his desires for us, um, all in the word. And yes. I was thinking too, 
um, the, the importance of the word, not only practically in our lives of how we should act, but we need the word for any kind of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, and I think it's John chapter 4. Um, I might be wrong on that. It might be Matthew chapter 4. But when, when Jesus was in the, in the wilderness, being tempted of the devil, yeah, and he answered every temptation, it is written. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when the devil or your friend or your co-worker or your parent or whoever comes to you and says, well, hey, what, why don't we go do this? Yeah. It's Matthew mm-hmm. 4. Um, you have to have something substantial to reply or you're going to yield to that. Like you, you have to have some reason for not going out and doing that or not treating that person that way, or you're going to just do what the flesh wants to do. Absolutely. And without like, well, now we're back to that lamp. It's lighting, lighting that path, uh, and, and knowing, and that's actually, uh, what I'm working on this week for, uh, for a sermon is a life of it is written and and working on uh, along those lines of of living that life of when I get called out on something in, in life you know by a coworker by a family member or by a stranger can I can I back that up with it, it, it is written and and if we're living that life like that then then it takes us being in the word to know that we're doing it um, and we mentioned, you know, just in society in general, but uh, I've noticed too uh, that so many people inside the church, there's a lack of of Bible study. There's a lack of, uh, you know, you, you see a lot of a lot about, and I'm not criticizing because it, it, in the right situations, okay, but a lot of times Bibles are left at church on Sunday evening, and in between that week, there's no Bibles at home. And, you know, on the first podcast, we talked about that life we live between Monday and Saturday. Is, that's six days compared to one. Uh, but uh, inside the church, there's, there's that lack sometimes of, of uh, Bible study and of, of time spent in God's Word. And, uh, and it's it, a discipline. Oh, absolutely. Of, of reading and studying. And I think that anyone who's wanting to develop that in their life, I think a great place to start is praying mm-hmm. and saying, teach me this word. Which coincidentally is a discipline also. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I like think to what discover, we're driving towards is you've got to have discipline. To discover what you were talking about earlier as far as like being addicted to it and wanting to know it more mm-hmm. and know God more, that has to start like, he has to put that in us. We're not yeah. capable of wanting that on our own. He has to put that desire in us. So I think a, a good place to start with wanting to know him more, wanting to know his word more, is just asking, put that desire in me. Yeah. Teach me what this means. This, you know, whether it's something I've never read and it doesn't make any sense, or whether it's something I've heard and it didn't make any sense, or whether it's something I've read a hundred times yeah. and I thought I knew what it meant. Teach it to me. And having that, having that Holy Spirit inspiration and mm-hmm. revelation as you're reading and as you study and meditate, he, he's really good at teaching you his word, obviously, because he wrote it. But it still comes back to you have to discipline to read it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it takes a, a discipline on, on, on our behalf. And I think like you're talking about he, he's going to draw us to him, uh, but we, we do have to submit to that being drawn. And, and I kind of think, you know, we can go back to, uh, you know, in, in high school days or whatever when, when you might have a crush on someone. And the more you talk to them, the more you want to know more about them. And the more you know about them, the more you like them. And the more you like them, the more you want to be around them. And, and ultimately, as you said in the very beginning, the purpose of this Bible is to get to know God. And the more, the if, more I, if I know a little bit, then I'm going to love him. And I'm going to want to know a little bit more. And then when I know a little bit more, there's, always there's, more. Another, there's another point. And then all of a sudden he'll reveal something through his word to you that you didn't know and then now you're you're digging deeper mm-hmm. because there you know there's more there than what those moments yeah. when all you can do is go wow that's right that's so. really good why haven't <laughs> i seen that before exactly yeah you, you're you're thinking am i the only one that's ever the you know realized what this book says <laughs> right here and why isn't uh, everybody reading yeah. this book like all the time yeah i uh just in in I think I the, have an answer for that one. in the, my last message um and I forgot the address right now to it, but where it talks about that uh, Jesus done, uh, he, he went through everything that he went through for us that he might bring us to God. That's what in the King James, the way they worded that he might bring us to God. And, and like I got excited when I, when, and, and then I'm, I'm waiting to get to church because I'm thinking in my mind, has anybody else ever just thought about that? And I, you know, I get in my mind a picture mm-hmm. of, of Jesus taking me by the hand and, right. and walking me in there to introduce Powerful. me to his father, you know. And uh, so it, it's exciting when you get into the word and you can, uh, and, uh, you know, have those, those kinds of experiences. But one thing I just said, we, we wonder why not everyone is reading it all the time, but I think the answer for that is also found in his word um hebrews 4 verse 12 says for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart if you're going to dig into the word you're going to discover things about yourself that don't reflect him the more you read it the more you know him, and the more you know him, the more you see about yourself that doesn't measure up mm-hmm. to that standard. Well, it's like looking into a mirror. The, I mean, that, and not liking what you see. Yeah, the, the scripture tells us uh, in so many words that that's what his word shows us who we are. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's and, a lot of why we don't read it as much as we should, because we already know there's things about us that he doesn't approve of. It can hurt our feelings. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm going to slam that book shut. That that hurt, you know. Ouch. Mm-hmm. But that's the the whole purpose is to conform us into the image of God. And that's the more we know him. If we yeah. don't know him, we're not going to be conformed to his image. Exactly. So it might be a, a painful process sometimes to, to kill off that side of our flesh and, and to change our mindset or change our attitude about something, but it's it's needed. That's right, and, and we won't we won't know it without His Word. And uh, we got a few minutes left here, and and I just wanted to kind of point out a, a, another angle we haven't looked at as far as the relevance of His Word, and that is um, knowing or being able to recognize things that are false. 
and things that are just simply, I mean, just you turn your TV on and you're going to see preachers that are twisting Mm -hmm. scriptures, uh, preachers that are preaching just straight prosperity and it's money, money, money. You're going to find preachers that are preaching uh, that some sins are okay, that, you know, times have changed. Um, I know just today um, that there was a uh, representative that opened Congress with a prayer, and uh, most people have probably seen it. But you know, at the end, he at the end of his prayer, he said, "Amen," and a woman. And uh, I can't even. Uh, I who can explain that? But you know, there's there's un, without a, a doubt, there's going to be people who do not know the word who are going to hear that and, and, and love it, are going to think, well, it's about time that women got some credit. And, 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 and they're not real. doesn't even mean no, that. No, it has no gender uh, connotations at it's all. Not, it's, it's not that kind of a word. No, no, it's not. It's just, you know, um, but those kinds of things without knowing, uh, how, are you, how will you recognize those things? And that one was so obvious that I can't help but think that most people are thinking, what did he just say? But like I, I said, there's somebody so. out there that does not know anything about this word and and have to always thought, well, why are they only saying amen and not a woman? And he said it, and now there's there's somebody out there believing that that's right. So um, the relevance of the Bible is is critical uh, to, to well, our that, day-to-day life. That comes and, full circle to what we talked about in the beginning, the Berean challenge. Mm-hmm. What you hear, what you read on Facebook, the advice that somebody gives you, what the preacher on TV says, read the word for yourself. Don't ever take somebody else's word for it. Don't even take our word for it. Find it in the Bible. Yeah, See what it says. Study it. Search it out. Make sure it's in there before you run off with it. Yeah, and it can it can free you free you up. It can it can be a source of freedom because. Now, when you know the word, you don't have to live uh, in a in a, a state of wonder. And did I did I do something wrong, or did I not do something mm-hmm. wrong? Uh, am I aligned with God's word, or am you know am I going to heaven, or am I going to hell, or all those things that can weigh the on us? Answers can be found in yeah, God's the, word. The answers are there, and when we know it, then day to day, I mean, we're we're talking about keeping Jesus center stage of our life, and and that that's the whole purpose of why we're doing what we're doing is to show that we can live life uh, and, and and enjoy the things he's given us and always keep Jesus center stage. But if I have no clue what his word says, then I'll never know where Jesus is at in my life or, or what his role is or, or his purpose is or anything else. Even so. without the scripture that tells us to put him first, mm-hmm. we wouldn't even know where to put him on the stage. Exactly. Like it all comes back to the word of God and knowing the word of God. Yep. So, but uh, I believe that's going to bring us to the end today. Is that uh, you have anything else to add? Uh, short, uh, the short version, the Bible's important. Yes, and so, you need to know uh, it. we need to know it. And uh, we need to uh, always have it uh, close by and, and let it be uh, a weapon uh, to be used for good and, uh, and keep us... Uh, keep us there in 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 his in his will and in his presence One thing I just and in that relationship you said um a weapon for good in um my mind just went blank the armor of god it's in ephesians i believe six 
that the in the list of the armor of God, the sword of the spirit, which mm-hmm. is the word. The word. It's part of our it should be part of what we daily put on. Absolutely. Without it we're defenseless. Well that's about all the time we got for today. We thank you for joining us here on Jesus Center Stage. <laughs>